What rock group has four men that don't sing? I don't know. Mount Rushmore. Oh, that's funny. That's cute. <laughs> All right, roll it, Joe. <laughs> This is Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. That makes no sense. You can be funny and not be offensive. The same way this is your workspace, this is my workspace too. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. You'll be a little smarter and we'll be a little smarter and it will be great. I was close to being right. You know what's interesting? If you don't agree with this, then just turn us off. Turn us off. Oh, all right, on that note. We're throwing down. Hey, hey everyone, welcome back to Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. I'm Lily Caffrey Levine. And I'm Jess King. And let's just jump right into the news of the week. So many things happened this weekend, and I feel like I find myself saying that every um, Tuesday, Wednesday-ish day that we film this. So COVID-19 obviously still going on, some changes that have been going on um, in college basketball now and college football um the michigan ohio state game is going to be canceled that was supposed to be played on saturday this is the second week in a row that michigan has canceled one of their games last week it was against maryland um due to not even being able able to field um a team of players since everybody is testing positive and quarantining based off of who they've come in contact with and things like that so they're going to end their season think two and four so they're only playing six games um and they canceled two of them and they had 45 people last time it was checked in on that on their team had covid 45 people are on a college football team 90 50 percent yeah just let that sink in Um, two thumbs down two two thumbs down down for you um not in football in covid Right. So the University of Houston, switching over to men's college basketball, yes. uh, they paused their men's basketball activities due to COVID-19 and the rising rates that they've seen over the last seven days and how fast things have been changing over down in Texas. They just decided, you know what, let's just put everything on pause and see how we get through the next two weeks uh, in this pandemic. So with that, two thumbs up to Houston for like getting ahead of it and making the smart move in my opinion. Yeah, a um, bunch of games were canceled um yeah. this past weekend. Um It's better to put them on pause. A couple other things that weird are couple going big on. games, couple big games. Yeah, they got canceled. Um, oh, so we like, have to bring this up in 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 daily news. Lily didn't want to talk about that much, but Marist College is still in that little cool circle of men's and women's teams both being undefeated so far in the very short season that has been for college basketball. But we in there, baby. We in there. We in there. Marist College, alma mater. Look at them. Yeah. I'm happy for them. The men are 2-0 and right now, I believe, and the women only played one game, I think, so far. Um, so, here, I don't want to be a downer about this because, like, seriously, congrats to them. That's really, that's really awesome. It's, like, the best start they've gotten off to in, I think, nearly two decades. Um, in, like, a decade. But I do have, like, a little bit – not, like, a problem, but I've just always found it interesting. And college basketball is harder because there's so many games happening all the time. But when they're, like – when they do the thing of, like, still undefeated teams, and I'm, like – 
Well, <laughs> there's been three games, and it is I know. <laughs> not uncommon for basketball teams to win three games in a row. Um, so when we're talking like, but Maris men's basketball, yes, no, 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 that's different. That's different. I know that's very exciting. I just always think it's interesting. They're like still undefeated, like for not, not Maris, but like the whole, the NCAA does yeah. it. They're like still undefeated teams. I'm like, yeah, we've been doing this for two weeks. Like, and also <laughs> games are getting canceled left and right from COVID. So like, I was like, okay, like, but, hey, those but forfeits absolutely like props to the teams that are undefeated. I don't want to take away from that. It's not easy, but Undefeated to me means like well into a season, not weekend one. And um, switching over a little bit, Logan Paul is going to be fighting Floyd Mayweather. And if I were him, I would be a little scared. Bleacher Report released like a video um of logan paul like reacting to hearing the news that he's gonna fight him and he's like oh my god this is sick this is like i'm gonna be fighting the world's best fighter like i'm like sick like in terms of oh that's sick that's cool that wouldn't be the word that i would use i would be like sick to my stomach so i just few thoughts over getting my ass beat (laughs) one i thought jake paul was the boxer and now i'm finding out they're both they both do it both of them remember we said last week that they got their hands in from fighting versus youtubing when they played in like an exhibition match the two brothers fought the other two brothers like i forget their names and now like i'm sorry both of you know which one like nate robinson to Floyd Mayweather, because like now we're talking about someone who's actually a fighter, always has been a fighter, rather than the weird crossover that we examined last week on the pod. Do we know if Logan Paul's a better boxer than Jake Paul? I don't think he. I, I like is he more? I don't know. Is he more experienced? Because I, I don't think like, it matters. Because I think both of them are inexperienced compared to Floyd Mayweather. Okay, interesting. I think that um, they're going to get their asses handed to them no matter who steps in the ring with him. <laughs> this is all very interesting. I don't really know very how to weird. about it. What is happening to the world? <laughs> and and things over in, in Philadelphia are not going that well either, either. Uh, for Carson Wentz because he is now Wentz on the bench and Jalen is that was cute. starting. That was good. Thank you. Well, yeah. no, just like what, just another thought on like the Logan Paul Floyd. Okay. I, I figured I just wanted to segue. No, no, no. You're a good call. I think we're just not taking like the proper amount of time to process this information. Oh, it's literally <laughs> mental. <laughs> but I'm more so just like, I respect the ambition and the hustle behind that. I like, think it's just you, stupidity. If you think you're well trained enough and you're good enough to go out there against Floyd Mayweather and last then I guess props to you. I don't know. I don't know that it's, I I just don't, this seems scary. Like this seems like he's a professional boxer. He is like what you're, I'm not, it's not saying he's not good at boxing. I honestly don't know, but he's a, this is his career. So I just, I I guess it'll be interesting to see like what, how it kind of works out. Like, is he going to go down in the first round? I hope he's okay. Um, I think there's a fine line between having a pair and being a moron. And I think <laughs> that this guy is 
being a moron. Um, well, it says now on his Wikipedia page for Logan Paul that Logan Alexander Paul is an American YouTuber, internet personality, actor, and boxer. So boxer comes in last place to all of these other thing. things. If it's coming in last, I feel like Floyd Mayweather is definitely going to be a tough opponent if boxer um, comes after YouTuber on your Wikipedia page. Yeah. Um, Didn't he get Floyd, canceled? The first headline that comes up when I searched Logan Paul's name, just like that on Google. Floyd Mayweather opens as astronomical favorite over Logan <laughs> Paul in exhibition boxing match. Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Um, so that's another weird February 20th. Happening. Mark that on the calendars, guys. November 20th. What did you say? November? No, uh, February. Did I say February. November? I, I meant know. to say February. Um, okay. Let's move on from that. I don't, I can't. <laughs> he's, he's minus five. What? Minus 5,000? 500 or 5,000? 5, NFL? Should we go NFL? NFL? Let's talk NFL. about it. Some um, weird things happened. Do a Monday Night Football uh, wait, this past week. There's also some Olympic news. Oh, right, right, right. Super cool, guys. Um, so on Monday, the International Olympic Committee came out and said that breakdancing will now be a new part of the 2024, well, it will start in 2024 Paris Summer Olympics, and it will be a new medal event that people can do and compete in. Um, and they said that it's a good way for them to bring in new younger viewership uh, that they think people have just kind of gotten bored of the Olympics. And this is something that will spice them up. And also it fits in really well with the culture of uh, the pandemic that we have going on because it's going to be one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. breakdance battles. So it's like a I dance battle. Right. And I thought in my head, when I think of breakdancing is like groups. You well, know what I okay. mean? So here, so basically what I thought it was, was going to be like an individual event, like similar to gymnastics. And then maybe like there's a team component to it, but like with gymnastics, you're all, you're, you're on your own. And then your scores add up as a team. Um, right. Because in my experience that very few people know about um, as a competitive dancer, um, you like you're scored individually for like a solo or a duet or like a trio or like a group dance. So I thought it'd be like a scoring thing, not like a battle thing, but that makes it like, I mean, I thought it was really fun and interesting to begin with. That's super cool. That'll be sick. I cannot wait to watch it. And it's just going to be called breaking. Oh, that's what they're going to refer to it as, which is super it. cool. And they said that they really got it to kind of go in because it, it's very similar to gymnastics in the way of like, they, I guess, hit qualifications for an Olympic sport by mm -hmm. using different flexibility and methods to do whatever. Like, it's just another way to use your body as yeah. a workout also. Um, well, so I, this is super exciting, I think, in a lot of ways for, like, the dance community, um, to put it. Like, just speaking from, like, my own personal experience and, like, no, like knowing, reading, hearing things, whatever. Um, I spent, again, I don't even think you know this about me, but I, for like 15 years was like a very serious ballerina. Um, <laughs> yeah, for like a really, really, really long time. It was like my entire life. It was like six days a week, like six hours a day, like that's six, like four hours a day. Um, huge, huge, huge commitment. It was in the nutcracker, like whole, whole nine. Um, and it's very like, I also played sports. 
So like, there's this weird kind of parallel to like, this feels like a sport. Like my body hurts all the time. Um, but there doesn't, it never came with like the recognition of sports where like, I mean, I loved performing and that was like the best part of it for me and everything, but you don't, not that everything should be like a competition or whatever, but people are very invalidating about it. Like everyone says it's not a sport, all that stuff. And like, whether it is or isn't, I'm not going to debate here, but, um, seeing this. And then I did cheerleading for four or five years, um, competitively. And that's also, you always get the, it's not a sport argument, which that shit's a sport. Um, that I will. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and so I think this is like a really cool way to like integrate like these other kind of athletic things that aren't considered to be mainstream sports into the Olympics. And so I think this is like really, really exciting for a lot of people, especially break dancers. I was never a break dancer. I did hip hop, but I was around a lot of break dancers and they are like, you have to be really, you have to be extremely coordinated and graceful but you also have to be like a gymnast. So it's very like, it is like this real combination of like, you have to have like rhythm and you have to have like gymnastics ability and like flexibility and like be able to keep a beat and you have to be graceful and stand. It's crazy. Like it is one of the most impressive things like I ever see, like when people are break dancing, I think it's so cool. So this is so exciting. I'm so super, super, super stoked to see this in the Olympics. Yeah, they said it was featured in the Youth Olympic Games um, in 2018, so I guess it was a big hit there, and we're going full send in 2024 in Paris. What's up? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. NFL. Let's talk about last night, or two nights ago now. Super weird. Um, Weirdest like, day for football, I feel like, in a while. I have to say, I love First of all, watching sports when you have no dog in the fight is so fun because otherwise it's extremely stressful. Um, and so I was watching the Washington football team and the Steelers game last night. And I, I didn't start – I didn't, like, sit down to watch it. I kind of turned it on, like, in the – probably, like, the last quarter, honestly. Um, because my dad goes, the Steelers are going to lose. And I go, excuse me? <laughs> um, so I turn on the game, and it's tied. And – I, there was like, there's just like these certain games in football that are just so like, you're just glued to the TV and they're so fun. And I think they used to happen weekly, like, like five years ago, like five or six years ago, I felt like we had so many games like this, where it came down to the last 10 seconds, the last plays, like none of this, like, oh, there's 30 seconds left in the game and everybody's already shaking hands on the field. And I don't think that happens as much anymore. Because I think teams have gotten better and team bad teams have gotten worse and good teams have gotten better. So I think there's less – I don't know. There's, like, the matchups aren't as close, it feels like, as much as they might have used to be. So this was a super exciting game to watch. Also, any team that is undefeated and loses is always a super exciting game to watch, no matter what team right. it is. Um, and also then to an NFC team. Like an well, NFC like team not great yeah um so this isn't like the Steelers lost to the Chiefs yeah or the Ravens or whatever it's the Steelers lost to the Washington football team who everyone thought after the Steelers had already beat the Ravens last week oh it's just Washington football team like don't worry so much about their recovery time like they'll be fine just move their game like I mean, Alex Smith, man, 
he is, first of all, I, someone tweeted this, I forget who it was, but someone was like, the moment he stepped on the field, he was the comeback player of the year. He didn't even have to throw a single pass to make him the comeback player of the year. And then he comes out and he beats the undefeated Steelers. I think the incredible. I think the um the Washington football team's defense was stellar. Like I think that was a huge part of the game. Oh yeah. So basically, it comes down to it's tied. Um, Washington gets a field goal, so now they're up twenty to seventeen, and Pittsburgh gets the ball. And you're like, okay, this is it's kind of like the like this isn't going to end well for Washington, right? And then they threw an interception and it wasn't even like a, it wasn't even like a run of the mill interception. It was like bobbled and then caught. And you're just like, Oh my Tip God, off. they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And then they did. And um, they ended up getting another field goal so that Pittsburgh had to um, score a touchdown to win, not just a field goal um, and or winner tie. And they ended up like the last play, it was like a little bit underwhelming. Like I thought they were going to, I mean, they kind of did. They tried to go like Hail Mary and they met it. It was incomplete. And then they went for another long drive and it was caught and it was a really long pass. It was caught, but they were inbound. So the clock ran out. So it was like a little bit underwhelming. And it was very awkward because there was like four seconds left. He had just fallen to the ground right outside of, what would have been out of bounds for like a yeah he was so close. In the time was so close. yeah and at that point it just you kind of saw like the broadcast went back to camera one the overview of the field and you were just watching there were no more seconds there was not even another second for them to line up it just really it was just it, it yeah. wasn't the cards for them to make that extra pass and go for like a Raiders beating the Jets type of approach to what had mm. happened. Oh on- my gosh. Do we want do we want to talk about that? I don't there were just so many weird things that happened in football this week like No, that was absolutely insane. That Actually, was crazy, but was that wasn't even weird because the Jets Jets that. They Jets did. They Jets it completely and I it was so like, I don't, like, that's so comforting and in the, in a year of, like, unknowns. I'm like, oh. Um, yeah. The Giants beat the Seahawks. Yeah, weird what football week. Fuck? Oh, Patriots 45 nothing. That was crazy. I also played the Chargers defense in fantasy, so that was bad on my part. Um, no, but that was a great win for the Patriots. I think they needed, like, a really big win like that. Um, yeah, that might like set them up better for, the for next your week. ego. <laughs> what good for your ego? Thank you. Um, no, the Giants win good for your ego. <laughs> I'm shocked because I had Russell Wilson as my fantasy quarterback in my league that I'm currently built to get to like stay in playoff position, mm-hmm. like this week. Everything weird that could have happened in football week, what is it, 13 now, happened because I got blown out of the water. I'm not I, – I mean, like, I didn't expect to win by fantastic numbers anyway, mm-hmm. but I did not expect to be blown out like that. Yeah. I mean, Russell putting up, like, 13 points, losing to the Giants. The Steelers are my defense – and they lost to the Washington football team. I had no hope. 
after like one o'clock games on on Sunday. It was it it was weird for NFL this week, but I loved it. Loved oh no, it. it was so fun. This is a really, really exciting NFL week, and I hope we get more exciting games like this as the season kind of starts to wrap up. I hope we get more games because I hope people stop getting COVID. Just gonna throw that in there. Right, because um, like here comes January, like right around the corner. Yeah, I'm not um I think we're all gonna need to hunker down soon. Yeah, like there's we still have some time before the Super Bowl, guys. Like I know. Let's hope we get to there. But um all right. Let's talk NBA now. NBA. We're all all over the map today, and I love it. NBA, let's talk about my f- personal favorite reality TV show on Twitter, NBA Free Agency. It is truly- I like the way you put that. It is the most wonderful time of the year. I look forward to this every single year and they never disappoint me. Every season is just as good as the last. So many shows fall off. They have a great first season, great second season, great third season, the fourth, they kind of start, they switch up some characters, some leave, some stay, whatever. And they kind of start to fall off. But the NBA free agency hosted by Andy Cohen never fails. Never fails to make me smile. Hosted <laughs> by Andy Cohen. Um, so, and there's, you know what's great about this NBA free agency, Jessica? Dennis Rodman comparisons. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, we are getting, I mean, I don't even know what's, I don't even know what's going to happen. No one does, but. But. Ah! What, are the, what are the odds? All right, scale of 1 to 10, how likely is it that James Harden stays in Houston? Okay, I think it is very likely, and I think it'll be a very contentious season. I think he'll stay, and it'll be miserable for everybody. I think so, too. I think he's probably going to stay, but I think it's going to be so awkward. No one wants to take on the reported to camp yet, and the season starts on the 22nd, um, and his his coaches are like, I mean, it would like help us a lot if our best players showed up, but like we honestly have no idea what he's doing. Rodman Rodmaning it. Yes. Um so. no, I think like I just there no one's gonna want to take on the contract. That's not like a hot take. That's just common no, for that is what it is because no one wants to take on the contract. He doesn't want to be in Houston. Like, I was reading up today that like his only spots that he wants to be in like that are, he wants to either rebuild around him very quickly, which is like, I'm sorry, what have you guys been doing for the past eight years? Like rebuilding? I don't think so. You exit out of the playoffs every year and you're the same team. I feel like that you have been, I mean, partially because you've always had Harden, but like, his landing spots, that's what he said. It's like, I want you guys to rebuild around me very quickly or find a spot for me to just walk in and win a NBA finals, which is like- okay, rebuilding happens over the course of like a decade, not right. this season. And like weak shit, you just want to walk into a place and win an NBA finals. So does everybody in the <laughs> league. And if you don't have that, that goal, I can't help you. So it's um, like, you want to go to the Nets and you want to go to the Sixers? Like, mm, I don't really think they like need your help. I just, don't. I just, I think there's just going to be like throwing fits, throwing fits, throw, not throwing fits. I want to give him more credit than that. I think there's just going to be like contentiousness in 
within the situation for a while until either everybody involved hits their breaking point and they're like, okay, see ya. Like, or they're the season ends. Like, um, but yeah. I think, I think you're, you're right. It's going to play out the exact same way because no matter what, but I don't think he's going to get to leave. Like, I think they're keep, but he really just doesn't want to be there. Um, yeah. and there's not going to, at the end of the day, he's still on their roster. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's still a- associated with the Houston Rockets organization. Whether he likes no matter, it or not. No matter how many times you push off showing up to camp, come December 22nd, you better be ready to play for them or don't get paid. Really? Well, I, uh, I kind of dis, I don't want to say disagree, but like, I think there just has to be kind of some sort of like mutual understanding or agreement of like, it's not that like, they're not willing to trade him and they're like, you're staying here whether you like it or not. I think I see it more like no one wants to take on his contract. So he's, like and that's he's just, to either commit to a team of like I'm signing with you long term, which I don't think he wants to do because he wants to go where he is going to be the feel the most valuable and have the best shot at a championship. And he might find out after season that where he is isn't that place. Um, which, sorry, I hate to break you. That's how it works. Like you have to play there and figure out yeah, what you need, what you're going to do. Literally, and I mean the only person that is to blame for the situation that he's in may not be like himself, but I'd definitely say him and his agent, you're the one who pulled the deal together. At the end of the day, like, you're James fucking Harden. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, people are going to expect – the Rockets are going to expect a lot from giving you away. Um, yeah, no one's willing it to give it. And if you want to just bounce around like that, that, that's fine if that's what you want. But, like, you know what? People go to work and don't always get what they want sometimes. And where do you realistically say he gets traded? Where do you think he's going to go? So right now he said he, the two spots that he wants to be in are with the Sixers and are with the Nets. And I don't think either of those teams want to, like you said, take on his contract and give away for what he's worth. I mean, I think he has the best shot of staying in Houston for, let's see how it goes with the year. They just traded – Westbrook for John Wall and a first round pick in the draft. So that's kind of a lot. Um, And John Wall really isn't that bad. And I think that he should kind of stick it out. I mean, I think he should stop kind of being a baby about it. I mean, at the end of the day, he's getting paid a lot of money to do what he has to do. And there's been so many situations of athletes that we can think of who have been held hostage by their teams or they request a trade and it just doesn't work like that yeah I mean I I think I kind of disagree a little bit in just that like I don't mean to like I know I've I see both sides for sure but just that like I think there is an argument to he knows his worth and he might he doesn't feel that it's in Houston and I think that that's completely reasonable. I think it, you know your skill level, you know what you want to do, you know where you want to go. Why not try to do everything to get there? Completely get that. I think the thing for me is more like the attitude about it. Not the thing for me, but like the attitude about it is where it's like, okay, now if there is no other option, you're kind of screwing yourself for being stuck where you are. Um, where like, yeah, maybe Philadelphia works out or maybe the Nets work out, which I don't think they will, right. but if they were to, great. Um, and I think it's, I think there is 
an argument that it's important to know your worth and be like, I need to be in another team. I can't, I can't do what I need to do on, in the, on this team or in this organization. However, he's now then making it really difficult for the other outcome of like, okay, well, I'm going to be stuck here. So that's kind of like, needs to like, well, I think he's, he's definitely can't be at fault for trying to make things work in his favor um, and trying to maximize his potential and winning potential as much as he can. But at the end of the day, reality is kind of hitting right now, I feel like. So I don't really think that he should be one, getting his hopes up super far and two, like, really burning the bridge that is not showing up to camp and like being irresponsible and kind of just saying fuck you to it all and also i just want to also say he didn't show up to camp because allegedly he was like partying and clubbing which pandemic question mark like why are you like i don't want to hear about what we should be doing during the pandemic in a normal year you shouldn't you should go to camp in a pandemic year why are you at a club um, Overall, James Harding, uh, Dennis Rodman does it better. <laughs> leave the Rodmaning to Rodman. Um, we are going to do a new segment that I'm really excited about um, called Surprise Take. And so we are going to call somebody, not at, at random, but not at random, it's someone we know. Um, and they have no idea. We're calling them. They have no context of this. And we're just going to ask for their take on whatever we're talking about. Now it being Harden. Jessica, who are we calling? Um, let's call, let's call, who should we call? We should call Jack, now a native of the Philadelphia area. Oh, that's a good call. And see what he thinks about James Harden's trade options to either the Knicks or I think just ask him, be like, so what do you think about Harden? Give him as little context as possible. <laughs> what do you think about James Harden wanting to leave Houston? Just do James Harden. Just leave it at James Harden. What do you think about James Harden? I not answer. We'll see. And we'll have a backup plan if he doesn't. It's always so awkward when we do things like this and people don't answer our calls. Wait, put it on speaker. Oh, is it? It's a podcast. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I just have a question for you. Oh, okay. I'm writing something. And okay. what do you think about James Harden right now? Me personally? Yeah. I think it sucks because I'm all for power to the players, and he's just like this. I don't know. I, like, I'm all for like like the LeBron movement. Like I think players should be able to play for where they want to play for the most part. Be happy at the job, just like everyone else. Same time, I think he's had a contract. Okay, that's exactly. I, what I, I Jack, I'm also for power to the players. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? How did you know? Well, I thought it was going to be an Ohio State Michigan question. We oh, already talked that's, about that. That's a that's a good bet. But we already did talk about that. Do you have um, any thoughts on that? Four thousand days since Michigan's beaten Ohio State. Make sure to include that. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> I said, uh, just remember, I want to pull up the exact stat for you. How many days it's been since Michigan's beaten Ohio State? <laughs> You're so petty. <laughs> oh, so petty. 
there's a website you got to, you know, it has been, oh, it has been 3,300 days since Michigan's been Ohio State. It's 3.50 on Wednesday and Michigan still sucks. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Well, you heard it here first. Have a great day, guys. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. You heard it here first, 3.50 on a Tuesday, and Michigan still sucks. I disagree. Um, I disagree. <laughs> Don't get them started. I disagree with that. Go blue. So, um, as you heard from one of our talented friends from college, Jack Griffith, studying at Villanova. I'm with that. Power to the players. Let's start wrapping up with some tweets of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. All right. <laughs> I have one for us here it's actually a series of tweets from my new favorite person like in the world um that person being steve cohen new owner of the new ah. so he tweeted last night um you want the good news or the bad news and somebody retweeted that so it comes up in my thing i'm going through the thread like freaking the fuck out like what's going on steve let me know <laughs> um I go to his page and he tweets on a separate two tweets. The good news is I think I lost two pounds. <laughs> the bad news is I got nothing to report. Things are developing slowly. So hang in there. Um, which for me, when it comes to the, the Mets, I've learned that no news is really good news, but thanks for keeping the bar kind of high for me, Steve. Thank you. Um, that's really funny. I like that. <laughs> um, okay, this is mine. So someone, someone tweeted this screenshot of an interaction on Twitter, and they tweeted it with the caption, this is, or the, with the tweet, this is my favorite interaction I've seen on this website. Here's the interaction. I love when people say their Spotify wrapped is so accurate. Like, yeah, it's raw data. And then they said, no hate, though, because objectively, you write. Someone responds to that tweet. It's actually actually aggregated and summarized data. Raw data is just rows of data that you can't really make sense of until you aggregate. And the, the original tweeter responded, I study theater and have 400 followers. <laughs> I was cracking up at that when I saw it. Um, this has been another episode of Thrown Down with Justin Lilly. Pretty um news episode just checking newsy in of us N very newsy checking in and all the different things happening um yeah this is not a lot of down. complaining going on in this not one. a lot of complaining this week good 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 for, good for us good for us look at look at us look at us thought? not me um this has been thrown down with justin lily i'm lily caffrey levine <laughs> i'm jess king guys and remember it's never just sports. we will see you next week <laughs>